This episode was recorded on November 15th, 2020. Our topic for today, Tencent. All right, so our, our first, well, this is actually a follow-up item. And uh, so this is regarding TikTok. TikTok has been given a new deadline in the United States of November 27th, which as uh, those in the US know, it's uh, the day after Thanksgiving, to either sell or spin off its US business. Uh, there's also a hilarious headline where it says, TikTok says the Trump administration has forgotten about trying to ban it and would like to know what's up. The Trump administration has more important things on its hands. I was about to say, what about the data? It's like, did this all start off as a national security issue? And now we're just purely talking about who makes what money from where. What about the data? Is my American data safe? Because it's still the it's still the same algorithms and and relevance algorithms that belong to Tencent. So if I don't know how people know how algorithms TikTok, sorry. If I don't know people know how algorithms work you don't separate data from algorithm but michael this is this is not you know this this is about the business this is their u.s business that legally registered document that says that you are a u.s business it has to be sold to some and acquired by somebody else nobody knows the data and the the algorithms that's the second thought so so national (sighs) security is just out the door it's all about profit for one or two companies including by dance itself does this just prove that that was all? This is just an opportunity company? for ByteDance and double IPO. I just realized they IPO once in America, get a cash flow, uh, get a windfall from that. IPO again in China as ByteDance get a cash flow. Oh my God, this is a. Uh, what I was about to say. This just seems like a greater profit. Yeah, definitely a money making uh, opportunity there. Well, it looks like it's a win win for them regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok TikTok's not going to go away, is what I've gathered. Um, and the state of our data is still completely uncared about, clearly. I think it was you, Michael, that was saying that uh, nobody really cares about your personal data anyways. Oh, yeah. But it's, uh, it's when people make a big deal of it and then don't achieve it. Right. It's like, I'm going to go out to get some, uh, get some milk, come back with eggs, chips, salsa, guac, some, some pet burgers, buns, beer. So I was like, where's the milk? What? <laughs> what milk? Actually, there's the talking, there's the title of this. Where's the milk? Where's the milk? Listen, talking about come talking about people who make a big deal about things and don't do anything about it. And that moves us perfectly to our next story. Uber ATG, uh, the division of Uber that's focused on self-driving, uh, is reportedly on the selling block uh, to rival Aurora. It was uh, valued at seven. billion in July. There is a famous uh, quote from Kalanick when um, I think it was Larry Page. Um, This is at least like five, 10 years ago where uh, Larry Page showed him uh, the Google X, the driving, the self-driving car initiative that they were working on, which became Waymo. And he was like, this is my future. I don't need drivers if the cars can drive themselves and I can just take that further margin. And lo and behold, um, it does not look like self-driving is in Uber's future. Mm. Was it, I think we talked about this during the week. Was this really the future or is this just Uber trying to justify their sky high valuation? And now that no one expects that out of them anymore, they don't care. 
Well, okay, so I, yes, yes, that was the premise. But then, uh, like I, I said in, the, in these articles, it's saying that uh, Uber ATG was actually valued at $7.25 billion in July. That's quite a fraction. Like Uber is worth what? At least in the tens and tens of billions, right? Uber's current market cap is $83 billion. Almost 84. Right. So it's like one tenth. So self-driving car initiative, which was part of the reason it's supposed to be worth so much. And and in addition to its global footprint, is still just one tenth of the value of Uber? That doesn't correspond. How do you have... uh, Well, anyway... Maybe this continues to point out that this is this was overhyped from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the uh, this is the same division that killed someone, right? Yeah, and then they got a, they were able to not get uh, criminal charges, right? So. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's better that I mean they they had to get that they had to sell off something. They just bought Postmates. That's true. Well. Also, they had to go back to their core competency, which is just human drivers doing things. Yeah, I mean, they're a transportation layer. Well, they also have this thing of, of, of uh, the self-driving, um, the helicopter service. So I don't know if that also bodes. Is that still uh, a thing? They've been talking about it at least as earlier this year. Uh, hmm. They convened like a conference on it. So I don't know if that's moving forward, but they had a 2022... Sometime in the next five years, they had some timeline to 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 come up with with something with a, a kind of service. But if they're selling their self-driving car niche uh, division, I don't know why they would be doing um, what what why they would continue working on their helicopter division. They're going back to their roots, just uh, giving rides to rich people <laughs> or people who want to appear rich. You know. I'm sure there's already services out there to help you appear rich. Well, there's that too. There's that too, actually. Um, anyway, I'm not going to go into sidebar, but there are there I are mean, such things for the, all those uh, um, social media people, right? They look I was like about to say, I mean, there's always. Really... Oh yeah, there there are those things. I mean, what is it? Fifty Cent always had fake money in his Instagram posts. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he said that the cars were actually not his. They're on lease later on, that he's actually broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, we, we, we dive. Another big piece of uh, news this week, Michael, is that Pfizer has a vaccine that has so far proved 90% effective. Uh, I think this is the third in trials. Phase, in trials, trials. We, should, uh, we should state that, yes. yes. No, no. Yes, it's the third. I think it's the third phase of trials. But yes, uh, that came out on Monday. So that was... Uh, Great positive news to uh, start to the week. Uh, maybe another sign that uh, our current uh, pandemic situation will have an end date, or rather a reminder that we'll have an end date. It's been quite quite the year. Um, as a result of that, Zoom and other stay-at-home stocks got crushed on the positive vaccine news. It's something I think we've talked about before, what all these guys... Uh, well, when we were talking about Zoom in our Zoom episode, we talked about is is this sustainable? Do we see a year from now Zoom having even half this many people still using it? Right. Well, for Zoom, it, the big delta will be schools stop using them, and uh, what was it? And city councils and all the and uh, class gym classes and all the non enterprise users, right? 
<clears throat> the idea being that if an enterprise you starts using them and go, oh, this is just better than blue jeans, better than uh, WebEx, better than uh, Google Hangouts and all of the other systems, then the enterprises will keep them. It'll just be that the big, the small little shops, well, not the small shops, sorry, uh, the non-enterprise use cases will go away. Yeah. Yeah. How, no, I, I can how quickly that. can these guys get better monetization on their enterprise use cases and or sell? It's going to be the question though. Right. Right. Because I, yeah. we, don't have the, we don't have the numbers, right? Of course, there has to be some percentage of their income that is based on non-sustainable income. That just, that's, that's not coming back. You're not going to have a yoga class over Zoom when people finally get back in. It may not be next year. It may not even be after the vaccine's out. People may need to come back to trust, but eventually yoga, yogis, yeah, there we go. Yogis want to yoga. And uh, what was I about to say? And uh, CrossFitters want to CrossFit. I was about to say, yeah, Johnny, I will, uh, I will spot you virtually as you're lifting weights. I'm you know, like, on Instagram, my, my uh, hands will just be right lifting. here. They're right listen, here. Listen, listen, listen. Powerlifting, there's a powerlifting channel, uh, Instagram profile I, I follow. Talking, talking about power, we can move on to the power of bots, Michael. PlayStation oh, yes. 5. We got to get into botting, Johnny. Into what? Into botting? Into botting, mm. clearly. But yes, yeah, so the story, Johnny, right? <laughs> PS5 and Xbox Series X, or a series of Xbox Series X boxes, is... Because <laughs> if you buy a series like of I, Xbox listen. Series X, you'll get a series of Xbox Series X boxes. Like I told you, when I when I wrote this uh, title, I wrote PlayStation Five and then I wrote Xbox, and I was like, oh, "What are they naming it this time?" Like I just, anyways. So it's X, the yes, Xbox Series X. So they were released officially this week. You do. I mean, reviewers I will, have been yeah. had them yep. for a few weeks, but yep. it was this week that they were released and Bots take us away, Michael. Bots took it completely. So now the resale market for PS Five is somewhere around two thousand dollars. It's at least one thousand plus. I saw that on different Discord groups and eBay. And Johnny, you said you found an Xbox Series X that is currently going for upwards of 5,000 on eBay. To which I say, yep. I think this is stupid. <laughs> These bots were made from, uh, from scarcity and limited run products. So for example, Nike will put out a sneaker, it'll be a neat, a neat design and they'll say, hey, we'll only make 10,000. And when it's sold, it's sold, we'll never make it again until like 10 years from now. So that's like, okay, cool, there's that. Or like, uh, what's that uh, streetwear? Supreme, there we go. Supreme will make, here, we'll make a random item and slap our logo on it. We'll release it once and never release it again. The problem with the Xbox Series X and why anyone who's paying resale right now I think is stupid. The problem with Xbox Series X and PS5 is that they are not planning, Sony and Microsoft that is, to ever stop producing this. It's like they're a production engine. They're going to flood the market as much as they can. Oh, you bought it? Oh, that's wonderful. Hey, we just made another run and another run and another run. Microsoft and uh, PlayStation are not afraid to have these sitting on shelves or to have these sitting in, uh, in warehouses because they know it will sell out. They have a monopoly on the gaming market. Uh, they'll, they'll know that it's, uh, it's gonna ha they're going to sell them one way or another. So eventually they're just going to release more yep. stock and then more stock, and then more stock, and then more stock. And maybe Christmas would be bad because everyone's stay at home and everyone's locked down and everyone is still thinking 
about this, but then there's just be more and more and more. So if there's anyone with patience, you'll be able to get your PS5 for retail of like five hundred dollars or however much it is, ridiculous amount. <laughs> One tenth the current cost of what these uh, consoles are going for in the, in the online market. All right, Michael, what is our topic for the day? What are we discussing today? So, Johnny, why don't we start with what is Tencent? Is it just 50 cents younger cousin? <laughs> 50 Cent was diversifying his uh, rap group, and June uh-huh. it just wasn't cutting it anymore. So he broke them up and uh, got Tencent down. And he's a Chinese rapper. Ah, that's worth sense. billions. Makes sense. Unlike 50, he has money. <laughs> that's worth nothing. Um, as of 2018, Tencent has a fifth highest global brand value with stakes in over 600 companies and a recent focus on tech startups in Asia. Its services include social network, music, web portals, e-commerce, mobile games, internet services, payment systems, smartphones, and multiplayer online games. Is there anything this company does not do that's online? I guess I maybe gambling. I think they can literally but they actually made gambling. They probably have. No, no, they, they, they do. No, no, they do yeah. because they have investments in a lottery game that we'll find out later. But anyways, that yeah. is what Tencent is. They do a lot. Tencent was founded by five people. Another company founded by a whole bunch of folks. Many, many men. Ma Huateng, uh, also known as Pony Ma. I really don't know how you got that nickname. Oh, because but Ma means he's... horse in Chinese. So his last name means horse in Chinese. It's a very common last name. He is the chairman and CEO, current CEO of Tencent. Um, he's also amongst the world's richest uh, people in the world. Zhang Zidong is a former CTO, and he's the second largest individual shareholder of Tencent. Uh, is it Su? How do you pronounce X? Su? Su Shenyi is the chief information officer and oversees strategic planning and development. Chen Yidan is a former chief administrative officer. Led Tens, uh, <clears throat> he led the Tencent Charity Foundation and he stepped down in March 2013 and founded the Chen Yidan Charity Foundation. Last but not least, we have Zheng Li King, a former chief operating officer who left Tencent in 2007 and established an angel investment fund uh, called uh, Decent Capital. He's been an advisor emeritus for Tencent ever since then. Uh, really quickly, uh, the next part is not a founder, but a president is Martin Lau. He's an executive director and president at Tencent Holdings since 2007. And he joined Tencent Holdings in 2005 as a chief strategy and investment officer and was responsible for corporate strategies, investments, merger and acquisitions, and investor relations. And before that, he was actually at uh, Goldman Sachs. So he comes from a financial background. Um, and he's, yeah, the current president. You always so be those the financial are the... person in your company. You can't just have a bunch of techies or else we'll make no money. Yeah, oh, yeah. So so from the, just uh, stepping back from the companies that we covered, Peloton had like five co-founders and so did uh, Twitch. Right. I think had also five uh, friends that were founders and now Tencent. And it's interesting because it's, it looks like a lot of them left to well okay two Actually, of them Johnny, i got a question here on this one i i have a oh. hypothesis so facebook Nine was months. also founded by three or four folks right i mean <laughs> it always 
It always is given is always is given to Mark Zuckerberg, but the original founding team was him and I think three people. Yeah, it was Mark, his roommate, Eduardo, Andrew, Justin, no, 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 Justin. Chris Hughes. <laughs> yeah, actually, Justin Timberlake left Hollywood to join Harvard right around the time that uh, Mark Zuckerberg was in school, and he just partnered up with him. And then later, they switched him out for Sean Parker, and we're like, wait a minute, you were originally there. You can be Sean Parker's role. But I just I just thought of this because one of their um, main competitors is Alibaba. And Alibaba, I mean, yes, Jack Ma's there, but he actually reached out to, what, 19 individuals and pulled their money together to create it. So technically, they have 19 founders. Right. Um, so that's I mean, during this time in China, you had to pull money together unless you could get some VC. Well, th- these guys were late in the 90s, so I guess maybe, but still. Yeah, these guys actually got initial funding by venture capitalists, which actually ties us on to how did they get here, Michael? Let's yes. go over their history. How, Johnny? How? All right. So the first time period is like 12 years from 98 to 2010. This next time period is three years from 2011 to 2014. And I'm going to mention this because I've, I've never seen a company do this much work in one year. And then 2015 to present is a continued investment period. All right. So with that, let's get started. So the, the first time period... Uh, 1998-2010 is a founding and growth. Tencent was founded in November 1998 as Tencent Inc. Incorporated in the Cayman Islands. These guys were ahead of their time. Definitely were anticipating they were going to make a lot of money and needed to avoid taxes. I don't know how the Chinese model works. But anyways, they were initially funded by venture capitalists. Uh, February 1999, uh, their messenger product, OICQ, was released. It would be later renamed QQ due to some patent issues. They, they IPO'd on 16th June 2004, um, so about eight years. Uh, sorry, I was six about to say, this was, not a, this was not an IPO of, of success. Mm. This is an IPO also, of we're running out of money. Let's IPO to get uh, some money. Because the dot-com bubble happened a few years back. Right, right. Um, And their IPO, and then their stock stock halved. Ouch. Oh, yeah, typical. If you could go back in time and invest in the companies in the 2004 period, Michael, Tencent would probably be one of them. Tencent has included gaming in its services since, since 2004, but it rapidly expanded its offerings by licensing games starting in 2007, 2008. And then of course, on 21 January, 2011, it launched Week Scene. Which, uh, yes, go ahead. Yes, a social media app, and which was later branded as WeChat. So that wraps up the t- t- 98 to 2010 period and moves us to the next period. Starting in 2011, 2014, it's the early investments period where it, all the money was making, it was reinvesting in stakes in a whole bunch of different companies. I just want to list this period out because specifically. So January 2014, invested $194 million in logistics and warehouse firm to develop its e-commerce and logistics business. February 2014, it purchased a 20% stake in restaurant ratings and group buying website, DMPing for $400 million. March 2014, it bought 15% stake in Chinese e-commerce website, JD.com. March 2014, it purchased 28% stake in South Korea's CJ Games for $500 million. Uh, June 2014, 20% stake in Chinese e-commerce website for $736 million. The names don't even matter. October 2014, 7% stake in lottery tech firm um, also. November 2014, HBO deal for exclusive rights for re- distribution in China. In December 2014, led $700 million 
funding round in Chinese taxi hailing app DD. That's, you know, summarizing that up, they're a very, very busy company. How did Tencent become so successful, Johnny? How? To yeah. launch WeChat, yeah. uh, was right. still wasn't instantly successful. Yeah. Mind you, remember, Facebook was also in China during this time. Facebook wasn't banned until much later, uh, or yeah. it wasn't banned until later around this time. So it was launching this, it had this, it wasn't successful. It was just another messaging <clears> system. <throat> what, uh, what was about to say? I don't believe what, yeah, WhatsApp was still also in China at this time. It wasn't better than WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. I think the breakthrough was payments. Payments was the breakthrough. So part of history, 2014, they started a red envelopes feature. That ability to hook up the system to give electronic red envelopes really kicked off its pay system. Such that now, remember when we talked about this, Charlie, when I went back to China last year, last year, I was amazed after not being there for 10 years to say, okay, everything's on this phone. Everything's on WeChat. Cash is dead. It's like, no, I, I asked, I asked like clerks, hey, is it weird that I'm using cash? Or do you not usually not see cash? They're like, yeah, yeah, we usually never see it. That I think was the thing that really separated it and really truly made it successful. Because yes, the internet usage went up. Yes, it did all these other things, but it was not overly successful at anything that it was doing on its own, which I think brings me to another point, if we can transition to this, which is, Johnny, when I read over this, uh, the history and the description and the understanding of Tencent and WeChat, I read this as, wow, this was like the alternative universe version of Facebook. Does, does this prove that two companies that are in social media can have completely different business strategies and goals and still be just as, as successful as each other? In terms of, in terms of, if you define success as what is their market cap? Because as you said, they're pretty much the same market cap. So let's say Facebook played ball way earlier in the game. They put all of their servers in China. They listened to all the rules of censorship and everything, they played ball. Would WeChat ever even become what it is today if Facebook just played ball to begin with? Hmm. Facebook could have kowtowed to the Chinese government and said, okay, yeah, well, listen to all your rules. Just give us all these people. They're a very different company. They would be a very different company and a different set of morals and ethics, but let's say they did. Would WeChat even be WeChat today? That's an interesting question. Because now I think of uh, the example like I'm thinking of bringing up is Baidu. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, yes, Google was also banned, so maybe that's not the, quite the right comparison. But that's actually a valid point. Would Your only China's- comparison is Alibaba. Which does not have, which, because Amazon's not bad. Oh, you're right. You're right. But it's not the same market because that's physical retail. Right. Right. So for going back to that point, which is, hey, in 2014 or roughly thereabouts, WeChat has the inferior product. I would argue, yes. I would argue it would, maybe not to this extent, but I would say yes. And you know what it comes down to? In 2014, as you said earlier, they introduced payments. But in 2014, Facebook was was banned, so they don't even create that feature. If they face, this is Facebook's culture of fast follow. They copied stories in a second. You think they wouldn't copy payments and red envelopes in a second? Okay, fair enough. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's like they weren't allowed to compete. That's it. 
what intrinsically about WeChat? So are we saying basically is WeChat's success purely due to the Chinese government's policies? I mean, they're not wrong. We're seeing them in India too with Geo. We're seeing it in other countries with defensive policies. But yep. I mean, we see it in I, the I, States with defensive policies. We have taxes, you know, for a reason. I wouldn't go to as far to say I was as it was a sole reason. Obviously, Tencent has lots of things going for it, but it is a significant reason to its current success today. In a, in a way, if Facebook was allowed to continue to operate in China and you know, mm-hmm. figure that out, it would have actually been more innovative because it would have been forced to be to be able to keep pace with. It would have with forced WeChat. to. It would have forced. Yeah, it would have been forced to keep pace or sell its Chinese operations. Right, right. Because to to your question there, if it diverged, talking about this parallel universe, if it diverged to the point where Facebook was like, you know what, this is just not our core competency. This is not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to get into the payment space back then. It would have probably had to do what Uber did, which is sell off its Chinese operations. Right, right. So I guess here's the second question. Is the Chinese ban the biggest What's it called? The biggest what if for Facebook's history? Yes, no, and not just and not just not just Facebook's history. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Baidu probably benefited from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much it would have changed Google, but Google was obviously impacted by it, but not being able to serve uh, users in in China. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think to a larger extent, definitely Facebook because. Not, not, not to pick on Facebook, but I think we were talking about this uh, a few months ago, right? When they started, uh, Facebook started releasing tools to like help couples cope with stuff, right? right? We were saying, when was the last really innovative thing that came out of Facebook that wasn't copied from somebody else? I mean, I, I would say this, Charlie. If you look at Baidu and if you look at Google, you could still say that those companies are just copycats of each other right now. One invests heavy in AI, one invests heavy in AI. There's Baidu Maps, there's Google Maps. There's Google Search, there's Baidu Search. There's Google Images, Baidu Images. There, you can still say that those two companies are a copy of each other right now. So it's like, they're not, they're not, it's not like they're parallel. They're actually twins mm-hmm. in different countries. Mm-hmm. But I would say the impact of banning Facebook was way greater because you got two companies that were twins for a period of time. And then all of a sudden they shifted and they shifted because it's true in Facebook. If you look at all of the places they're in, um, electronic payments still taking to, still not uh, up there in India. Still India is moving away from a cashless society. Take Mundi coming in to try to move them purposely away from a cash and corruption society, if you will, that was his goal. Um, So that wasn't the audience. America and Europe had credit cards. That wasn't the audience. Africa, back then, internet adoption, not high enough, and electronic payments, not yet there. So that wasn't the audience, only China. Only China was in the right place at the right time for electronic payments to take off like crazy. And Facebook was excluded from that. Hmm. So was it the biggest, was it actually the biggest delta? Because I would say, here's the thing to your point earlier, yeah, they brought in the guy from PayPal, and they said, okay, yeah, payments and payment. What's the market for that in this country? Honestly, what's the market? How, how much penetration does Apple Pay have? You, ha- you can put your, I have, you know, uh, my credit card and Apple Pay. I still bring my credit card. 
It's like the credit card culture is here. How much of the total addressable market is really here for electronic so, digital so you, payments in America? Right. So you could, in a way, argue that it's not so much that Facebook's strategy has been wrong in that payment space that it was trying to do. It's just that it's trying to emulate something in a market that's not ready to adopt it, right? Mm -hmm. At least on the payment side. Mm -hmm. Like if like, Apple's, you know, anecdotally, Apple Pay has become more and more successful, but mm -hmm. it's still not significant, right? It's mm -hmm. still not significant. Right. I, I do have a friend that uses it, but mm -hmm. I only just use my credit cards. I never, I don't yeah. even use Google Pay. I don't even and, think and, to. And I'd argue this, which is your payment information is the doorway to the operating system. That's how WeChat can be because you take it, you take it out. Because I told you this, right? With WeChat, I pay at a store, I all of a sudden get messages on WeChat for coupons and other things at the store, other things at the restaurant, menus, updates, all these type of things. Yeah. Your financials are the doorway. So then, then I'm always on WeChat. And then I order the ride. Oh, guess what? My financials are also there. I order this, I order that. Here's my maps, here's my planning. My financials are there. Facebook only just has your social life. It does not have your financials. Can WeChat ever take over? No. No. Why not? This isn't a technology question. This is a policy and government question. And the US government has clearly made it clear that it will not allow- They'll, they'll have WeChat Chinese sell off owned. the American WeChat, but sure. What WeChat, what, now you have America, you have AmeriChat. You have We, you have We the People chat. Uh, what was I about to say? So, now, well, okay, well, no, yeah, potentially, potentially. But it, again, I think this goes back to what we've discussed before, which is this. The Chinese, the the financial world is fractured mm -hmm. in its own way, right? Okay. There's a lot of actual innovation that we've noted is happening in the rest of the of the of the of the world that isn't mm -hmm. necessarily happening in in America due to uh, America having a global uh, uh, and John, financial and here's, system. And here's the key. So, and here here's the key distinction, though. You're yeah. imagining that to take over, you actually have to have America. That is the crux of your argument. America is 300 no. million people. Oh, I see. Well, when you say take over, okay. Facebook well, can take over Facebook. Facebook is the leading social media company in the world right now. And it doesn't have all of China or Iran, but it's not. Oh, have I see China. your point. I see your point. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Enough of uh, the African continent is friendly uh, with the Silicon Belt and Road Initiative that we've talked about before. Enough of Europe and Asia seems to be friendly enough with, with China that I see that as there's already friendliness. I don't think, so it's a prerequisite, but I don't think that's sufficient in itself to say mm -hmm. that uh, WeChat has a clear path to it, right? There has to be buy-in. Mm -hmm. But I think there it is comes down to yes. the question that we've asked a lot, except now we're going to point you to Facebook. Is social media a product or is it a feature? Because WeChat's product is the operating system of your life. Social media is now just a I'm, feature I'm, of WeChat. I'm going to bring up something else. Mm -hmm. All right. You just reminded me of something. I had to uh, interact on Venmo recently. Mm -hmm. And Venmo is a payment place mm -hmm. that has a social media aspect to it. 
Yep. Right. You can see who sent money to who. So yep. should Venmo have been bought by PayPal or by Facebook? Fairly certain Facebook probably tried at some point. It was brought by Braintree oh. originally, not uh, not PayPal. Right. And then Braintree bought uh, was bought by PayPal. Sure, but you know, going back. I could see social. So in in Venmo, mm-hmm. social media is not the core thing of it. Right. It is a payment place, right? It's a place for me to transfer money over, send money, and receive money. But social is a future of it. It just so happens that I have access to all my friends, and I can make new friends because I had to make a new friend when I had to make this transfer. So what you're asking is. Well, I guess what I'm trying to highlight is that there is pr- proof that this exists and that social media mm-hmm. is a future of payment space. What did I say? You said future. It is a future. So yes, it is a feature mm-hmm. of a payment space. Mm-hmm. And that is potentially the future. <laughs> okay, uh, another, because I just listened to this uh, episode, Dropbox. Dropbox, mm-hmm. Steve Jobs famously told Dropbox co-founders when they weren't interested in selling, at their first meeting, and he said that you are a feature, mm-hmm. not a product. Yep, that's right? where we get the line Especially. from that we always quote. Yeah, yes, exactly. So there we go, Steve Jobs. God bless him. So, so they released iCloud, but I would still say that Dropbox has been successful to this day. It's cross-platform. You're not mm-hmm. dependent on. So you're not dependent on being on Apple's ecosystem in order to use it. It's from the very beginning, it was meant to work across all platforms because they wanted to be available for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, so that is one strategy that could be employed here where Facebook can say, Hey, look, we're but part of nobody. WeChat, WeChat's all platforms. doesn't matter what phone you have. Yeah. I guess this is where I, I, I go back to it being a political and government thing, right? Do you subscribe to um, the Chinese way? I mean, does it matter if you subscri- if subscribe, if you go onto, let's say, WeChat in the future, uh, which is a good name in terms of a marketable, uh, a marketable worldwide name. And you see the, you see like the, let's say you're in Nigeria, you see the Nigerian ride sharing system, you see your Nigerian banking federations in there. You I can see, see that. You see your uh, ability to pay your bills on there. That's not the Chinese yeah. way. That's that's the Nigerian way at that point. That's the South African way. That's the Ethiopian way. That's the Eritrean way at that point. Sure. I can see that. Especially, and I'll add one more thing, especially in places where phones are not that powerful. Well. Your phone because, isn't powerful enough to run the app, but yes. Sure, but if, if you if you look at it, we we tried. They cut. Oh, you're right. Made. You're right. You're, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, you just brought up a good point. Uh, I just want to highlight really quickly. With mm-hmm. Apple and Google Pay, you need NFC. Okay, now mm-hmm. it's ubiquitous, right? But that is a dependence on a hardware, and not everyone can afford. I imagine most people are 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 are, are, are say- have phones that are a few years old. Mm-hmm. It's it's ubiquitous. It's ubiquitous maybe on your phone, but it's not ubiquitous as a receiver. You need a you you need a uh, an NFC receiver right. as a store. Ah, uh, good point. Yes, yes. But with the WeChat platform, you don't care about that because WeChat mm-hmm. is managing that for you. Yeah, I could see where. I, 
actually you have a point i i can see this because you, you your point is valid that the rest of the world is already on this model right they just don't have that one app that brings everything together in a very convenient way yet so rich tech or poor tech so michael in terms of employees what type of labor does tencent depend on so you're assume mostly software development yeah software development product and financial people IT. Yeah, they're not, they don't have any hardware, right? So, mm-hmm. or meaningful. Oh, we hardware. completely missed in, in talking about this that what we talked about yesterday, which is Tencent is basically modern day Sony. Oh, <laughs> yes. We didn't Sony even talk about the fact that they're in, in movies. They're in uh, what's it called? They're in movies. They're in music. Basically, we're just talking about hey, can they overtake Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Well, Facebook do- tends to dominate the conversation when it gets started, but. Uh, that also just speaks to how much more different Tencent actually is, right? It has all these other investments. While Facebook's primary focus has been, well, now they've been getting into content, right? But its primary focus is still on social media. Mm-hmm. I think, again, it's that thing. American companies stay focused on generating revenue for themselves. Other, com- other companies from other countries are more expansive, if you will, are more diverse in their investments. Yeah. All right. So does it depend on unpaid labor? And if so, to what extent? No. Do they have? Don't know. No. Don't know. How much is probably not much more than the extent of the American tech giants. So, Right. There's no manual labor, right? It's all software services. Um, Wages and benefits. I just assume it's pretty good for a tech company. do employees have upwards mobility? Can anyone become a C-level exec? I mean, sure. Nothing stopped them. Right. I mean, their president is not one of the founders and uh, mm-hmm. he was still an early employee, but yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to customers. As a consumer, can you gain wealth from it? Um, if you use it to sell your services? Yeah, that's true. I mean, the people's right. what's it called? This is how this is how small business shops and large yeah. businesses. This is how stores get money through the WeChat payment system. Yeah, yeah, that's true, right? Because you said like even just the regular buying food and stuff. You, it's not like it's limited to the large uh, tech companies or large grocery companies, right? Anybody? It's in fact more uh, used by the smaller uh, mom and right. pops because they don't accept credit cards or bank cards. Right. Okay. And then shareholders, historically, what industry is it replacing? And was that industry rich or poor? Yeah, here's a good question. It's social media, it's payments, it's banking. It's, well, it's I your guess life. Social, social, <laughs> it's social, your media, life. social media, if you say that's like the city, you know, the, the, the comparison for Facebook sometimes is the, the town hall where everybody right. would come together and discuss. So that was for Twitter. I think the comparison for Facebook is your group of friends. Uh, okay, that's true. So yeah, Twitter, but yeah. But here it's not like, and then it's your payment system. So it's replacing cash. Right, that's banking, right? And then it's so, like your operating system. It's your dispatch. It's it's basically uh, what's it called? Your own. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, con- it's your concierge service. There's there's the Jarvis. That that's a butler, not a concierge. Go. 
Uh, fine. <laughs> Contribution to society. Who does it generate wealth for directly? I mean, those shop owners. Oh, that's true. Yes. Uh, the customers, essentially, right? The people on its platform are able to make money and make a living. In a roundabout way, I guess the people who are in the esports system. We didn't even talk yes. about esports that much if you think about it. This, These guys are in everything. Is, this is how large this company is that like at the end of like a, what, a two hour, a three hour recording, there's still stuff that we haven't even touched upon in a meaningful way. Yep. But all right, to wrap up, rich tech, poor tech, employees, rich tech, customers, you can gain wealth from it, rich tech, uh, shareholders, essentially the industry that's replacing, that's predominantly taken the, the pie, if you will, is payments. So banking, which is of course, rich tech mm-hmm. and people are able to gain wealth from it, right? Mm-hmm. Who are on this platform. So the verdict is WeChat. Uh, I always want to say WeChat. Tencent is a rich tech company. So let me ask it, it has, this way. So let me ask it this way though. Our gold standard right now for the richest tech is Shopify. Where does this rank on the Shopify scale? In terms of raw numbers, it'd be bigger than it. So this is so this is an area where our rich tech poor tech does not consider uh, controversies and morality, right? Uh, there's been mm-hmm. much more controversies on the ten cent system. Shopify thus far, eh, you can talk about the exploitive nature of drop shipping, perhaps, but Shopify thus far has not taken any political stands on anything. Nope. I would say it's up there with, with Shopify. I don't know if I could say one is necessarily better than the other. I think it's up there as well. I think next we need to put it next to, oh wait, no. I was about to say, if, I was gonna say put it next to Apple, but no, Apple Apple is lower than it because it requires so much manual construction. Yes, yes. So who's the, the company that can touch? Spot. Let me ask a question. Who's the company who can touch these guys? Are these two in our gold standard right now? Because yes, we had, we somewhat have to take out the political and those type of things out of this rich tech poor tech scenario because it's not about wealth generation there. No. Well, I mean, if we answer that now, that 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 would mean the end of rich tech poor tech series, Michael. We have to do more. I see. So we, we have, have to, to investigate keep, more companies. We have yes. to keep seeking out the yes uh, what was about to say we have to keep seeking out the companies but yes i believe this is the first company this is the first is this the first company that's undisputable that's undisputably swept all four categories uh, i mean didn't spotify do that you mean shopify no shopify yes, we shopify. said shopify we said with the warehousing Ah, right. Of course. Right. Because, right, right, right. Um, yeah, I would, yeah, I would say Tencent's up there. Yeah. Because we have, you know, there's, there's Alibaba. There's plenty of other companies. This is still the beginning. So right now, um, Shopify, yes, Shopify and all these FIs, man. Um, Shopify and Shopify, Shopify, Spotify and Tencent are near the top. 
with that being said, you've been listening. <clears throat> with that being said, you've been listening to another episode of the Silicon Trail. Have a wonderful week and stay safe out there.